Hello and welcome back to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and you might have noticed a difference in the audio quality of this podcast. I have upgraded uh, to a new recording device and so you might have just been blasted uh, having had to recently or re previously put your volume up to uh, the highest to hear my voice. But now uh, hopefully that won't be the case uh, in the future. We are on series two episode 42 and we are discussing uh February the 10th to February the 16th, 2nd Nephi chapters 6 to 10, oh how great the plan of our God. And there is so much again to get through this week, even though we are uh, moving toward a big section of the book, books of Isaiah, um, there is a lot to take in here. And so I hope that you'll stick with us uh, to uh, to learn from this these very special books. Uh, in 2nd Nephi, uh, well, we're, we're looking at 2nd Nephi 6 to 8, covering the Lord is merciful to his people and will fulfill his promises in the personal st scripture study section. Uh, and we're going to dive straight in with 2nd Nephi chapter 6, verse 5. Um, Jacob is teaching the people that he's speaking to about the reason why he's been asked to share these words of Isaiah. And he says, And now the words which I shall read are they which Isaiah spake concerning all the house of Israel. Wherefore, they may be likened unto you, for ye are of the house of Israel. And there are many things which have been spoken by Isaiah which may be likened unto you, because ye are of the house of Israel. Um, he is clearly very passionate about this. And uh, Boyd K. Packer said uh, this about likening the words of Isaiah to ourselves. Quote, In time I have found that the scriptures had answers to things I needed to know. I read, now these are the words, and ye may liken them unto you and unto all men. I took that to mean that the scriptures are likened to me personally, and that is true of everyone else. When a verse I had passed over several times took on personal meaning, I thought whoever wrote that verse had a deep and mature understanding of my life and how I felt, close quote. This is um, very true for us. The words that are written for us are for our day. And obviously Nephi and uh, felt it was important for our day to to know these things that Jacob said and so whilst in Isaiah we may see a lot of references to the house of Israel perhaps to context specifically of the time uh, it is also important to remember that they are recorded for us today as well and that we are of the house of Israel we are adopted into the house of Israel when we are baptized when we take upon ourselves covenants uh, through baptism and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and so this is uh, something important for us to take into account. It's also interesting to note that um, Nephi uh, at, at this time was around about the same number of years away from Isaiah as we are from the prophet Joseph Smith. And so when we talk about the prophet Joseph Smith and the words that he wrote and spake, uh, it isn't too dissimilar to Nephi speaking about Isaiah, which is interesting to consider. Uh, in 2nd Nephi chapter 6 verse 7 it says, uh, And king shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy most nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their faces towards the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. And I like that bit, particularly at the end, um, that they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Uh, in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25, it says, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Truly, as we wait uh, for the great day when the Lord shall come again, because, of course, at this time uh, it's referring to the first coming, but this applies to us at the second coming as well, that those that... Um, wait for the Lord shall not be ashamed. And this can, of course, be likened to Lehi's dream where there were those that were ashamed once they had taken of the fruit or gone to the tree which represented the Saviour, Jesus Christ. Uh, and this is a, a great blessing for us to know that 
we can have the opportunity to not be ashamed. Uh, and it's interesting that um, there's a lot of imagery that goes on throughout all the uh, experiences in the Book of Mormon, such as Lehi's vision and this specific chapter of Isaiah that's been felt, been included um, for the for this people uh, that are listening. Um, in 2 Nephi chapter 6, verses 16 to 17, uh, we get a bit further into why this may be an important passage for this particular group listening to Jacob at this time. It says, For shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For the mighty God shall deliver his covenant people. For thus saith the Lord, I will contend with them that contendeth with thee. Um, this is an important passage. Um, the Lord has delivered promise or promised deliverance to those that that stay with him, that the mighty God shall deliver his covenant people. And for this group in particular, this is a, of great importance. When you think that they began in Jerusalem and then the Lord delivered them out of um, the captivity of Babylon, led them through the wilderness and they thought that they were, you know, delivered. But actually they weren't delivered there. They had to go further into the wilderness and then they eventually reached the land bountiful and they thought they were safe and delivered there but then realized that that promised land was even further and that there was even more available to them. Um, then they obviously get to the promised land and then think that they are there, but then of course they split away from the Lamanites and they move further uh, and they have to travel further. And they've just, you know, this journey has been colossal, has been epic for these people. And to know that the Lord will contend and will keep them safe uh, is a great blessing for them. Um, it's interesting because uh, there's a lot of uh, imagery in kind of the Near Eastern um, prophecies about this mighty God or this mighty warrior uh, who will protect and deliver his people. And not to go too much into detail about it, if there's, there's a no-why, a no-why number 227 from Book of Mormon Central titled, Why Does Jacob Describe God as a Mighty Warrior? And there's a lot in there about kind of, um, you know, how many descriptions of God at that time were overcoming chaos and how it would defeat, you know, um, chaos and bring order to the earth, which is linked to the creation story. Um, but when you look deeply into that, it talks about or it, it uh, depicts this God as a a great warrior for his people uh, and to finish the, with the last paragraph it says quote for modern readers the use of the, the divine warrior tradition in the scriptures can assure us that god will help us fight our battles and will come to our aid particularly in overcoming the forces of the evil one around us the battle may be against sin and temptation or against doubt and distrust or against trials and afflictions in his powerful covenant speech jacob illustrates how the scriptures present the holy one of israel as the promised divine warrior in order to assure all of god God's children that he will help us fight and prevail over any and all challenges that face us close quote this uh this view of um this divine warrior is interesting because obviously the jews were took this literally to to uh, have this god come down and save them from captivity from the romans but of course we understand that this is a spiritual redeemer that he would come down and save us from our sins um which is of course what the savior did we then move into uh, 2 Nephi chapter 7, and again, there's so much straight away from the first verse. Yea, for thus saith the Lord, have I put thee away, or have I cast thee off forever? For thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? To whom I've, have I put thee away? Or, or to which of my creditors have I sold you? Yea, to whom have I sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. 
Um, the Lord is saying here that He hasn't He hasn't divorced us. He hasn't cut us cut us away from Him, or or, not, or the house of Israel equally. But actually, whoever you know denies or rejects Him, it's their choice. Uh, John W. Welch um, wrote this quote: Isaiah likens our covenant with God to a covenant marriage to a covenant to a marriage covenant even. Under the law of Moses, a man could find some offence in his wife and say, "I divorce thee," and give her a paper of divorcement, which would end the marriage. But the Lord has not done that. If a person has had has had huge debts, they would sometimes sell their children into slavery to the creditors. But the Lord has not done that, and He will not do that. Close quote. Um, this imagery that you know the Lord is trying to say to the people that listen or who will listen, I have never cast you off. You have always turned away from me, which has which has led to us being separated. I have never put in this bill for a divorcement. Um, I will never sell you, which is, you know, a wonderful image to know that he will never give up on us, that he will never forsake us. He calls for us. In verse two, it says, wherefore, when I came, there was no man when I called. Yea, there was none to answer. And just this image of the Savior reaching out for us, but us rejecting that. In Proverbs chapter one, verse 24, it says, because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. And I think that um, it's clear that we, we this can apply to us in our lives when we fall away or we um, lose our trust or reliance in the Lord because of day to day life. And we're focused on our power or our way of being able to do things, then we, we lose this. And the Lord is always there ready for us when we're ready to return. I hope that you uh, learned something from this application of Isaiah thus far. There is obviously more to do uh, and the more to look at how the Savior offers comfort to those that seek him. So we will come back to that uh, tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. If there's anyone that has um, been in, has found this, um, found anything that they've been studying, I'd love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.